This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What do you think about how I look right now? Well, I mean, I've never <laughs> seen gold foil. What are those things called? Eye patches? Eye masks. Eye masks. Yeah, I've been getting up. I've kind of been doing like a new sleep routine where I go to bed, try to go to bed by 10. Last night I didn't do the best. And then I wake up at 6. Um, but my bags this morning were a little dark. So I was like, you know, it's time for a little bit of a so what do those things? What do those things actually do? Well, they moisturize, which also like my under eyes just always get super dry, but they moisturize, um, tighten, depuff. They're supposed to work on dark circles too. Huh. So, you know, as after we finish this podcast and as we go into the world acting casual, I'm going to look fucking amazing. Fucking fire. <laughs> All right. Well, last week on the podcast. Hey, guys, by the way. Hi. Hi. And Chip, we're here. Um, last week on the podcast, I hope you guys listened because Susan Bratton just dropped some sex knowledge. I mean, oh, I am so obsessed with her. Like, I mean, next I want to be her when I grow up. Yeah, 100%. Um, I also want to be having sex like her. Let's oh get real. God. Well, like, I just love her, 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 all of her terminology. Let's give us an example. Her is it her noni? Is that what she calls it? Yoni. Yoni. <laughs> also, her Susan yoni. didn't make that up. I know, but I like I thought you were the vagina expert. I mean, yeah, I forgot I made it up, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> her yoni. Mine's my noni. Oh yeah. That's like nope, noni. <laughs> no, okay. yoni is the Sanskrit word. She told us the. Oh lingam. yeah, she did tell us that. I yeah. think that's the word for yours. Yeah. But you can call it a noni. You can name your own. <laughs> uh, but she had a lot of terms for her her husband's rod. I like when she calls him like Sir Tim. Sir like, Tim. Like, <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. I'm totally using that one. Um, anyway, if you guys missed that episode, we did talk about how sex relates to your mental health because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. But sex is one of those things that a lot of us have a hard time talking about. I do think our society is getting a little better in that capacity, but... Um, it's a huge part of a human need and mm -hmm. we kind of don't act like it is 
But you and I were both on the same page of just like, yeah, mental health is way more than therapy. It's way more than just like, I'm going to go sit in a therapist chair for an hour and then my mental health will be good. It's like about how you are living your life and integrating all of those things you learn, sex being one of them. So we discussed that last week. And today we were going to kind of talk a little bit deeper into the connection part of you know that topic and then also just human connection in general. I don't even think this has to be a romantic thing, but just the importance to our mental and emotional health for human connection. Do you feel like on a regular basis, you're aware of that concept, Chip? Um, Yeah, but I think I could be a lot better at it. You know, I think, you know, because we all have egos and we all have our emotional beings, like sometimes like we think the best thing that we can do to protect ourselves from our own ego is to sort of close ourselves off from connection and not be honest with each other or because you're worried about hurting someone else's feelings. But I think in the end, um, you know, I've always learned that the more open and honest and vulnerable I am with somebody, especially a, a friend or someone in a romantic situation, it, it always like the connective tissue gets stronger mm-hmm. or you find out quickly that like, Hey, this relationship isn't going to work. We're not for each other. And that's right. fine. Like, we're not all meant to be friends or together romantically and and that's okay. And by knowing that it opens you up to meeting the people that you are supposed to connect mm-hmm. with. Yeah. So, um, My therapist always says, you know, you can just say to them, we're just on different journeys. And for okay. some reason that simple statement has been the most freeing thing for me to learn over the last, I don't know, decade that I've been doing therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it is. I, I don't know where, I mean, honestly, it's I'm not a professional. I don't know where it comes from, like that fear of letting people down. And I don't know if everyone experiences that. I mean, I wish I had a little bit more of like an asshole in me that like Mm. just didn't fucking care. Um, Because, you know, I think it's like on on one hand, I'm caring about the wrong things because really like, you know, this might sound selfish, but it's like you have to be your own best advocate and you have to put yourself first and care the most about yourself. And I think once you're able to do that and love yourself and all of those things, then you can be a lot more caring for others. So true. Um, So I also um, think that what you're talking about, do you remember when we had Terry Cole on, she's like the mm -hmm. boundary boss. Yeah. That is sort of one of the things I think she called me out on was just, Oh, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings and all that stuff, but that's people pleasing. And what I've learned over the years too, it's like, well, first of all, let me just say, I don't have the skill mastered. This is like a work. I'm a work in progress on this topic big time. But um, like when you're in our, where we're in our people pleasing places, it's actually inauthentic and not honest either. Like it's so when you get upset with other people for lying or whatever, that is a form of lying or kind of like manipulation to stay safe or do whatever. And when I started looking at it that way, it was like a little eye-opening because it's not intentional. You think right. you're coming from a good place. And I know you enough to know that like you're just a compassionate, kind person. So I can see why like hurting people's feelings would be hard. Right. But right. ultimately it's better for them to just be honest. To hear to hear the truth. Yeah. You, you know what's interesting? And this might be a little bit off topic, um, but it is also pop culture related. I read an article yesterday about um Taylor Swift's fans are getting mad at her because of her new relationship. 
Oh, really? And yeah. So she's dating Matt Healy from the 1975. And they that's what's being said. That's the rumor. I mean, they're they're certainly spending a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were photographed like kissing and holding hands. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, but um and they've well, known each other for a really Taylor. long time. Yeah. And well, I, I what I read yesterday was that they dated like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was the timing didn't work out, but they've remained friends. But this TikToker like pulled together all of these like clips of him saying like misogynistic, racist, um, anti doing anti-Semitic things. Oh wow. Um, and her fans are now mad at her as a result of her um sort of like giving him a buy because mm-hmm. people are like look it's you know if he's willing to say these things in public in an interview um on a podcast then what is he saying in private and certainly she's heard him say things like this because he's going to say more extreme things in private when he thinks it's safe so they think it's a really bad judge of char- uh, she's being a really bad judge of character by by dating him and i you know i bring that up just because it's like um you know, it can be harmful to not like call people out and say, Hey, don't, that's not cool. Like, don't say that just because like, you're worried about your ego or hurting their feelings or whatever it is. And, you know, I think it's all of us make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. And, um, Taylor included. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if it, it must, it, there must be something if, if all of this stuff is true, um, hopefully she sees a side of him that like, He's not putting out publicly because he does like he hides behind the like, I do this for shock value. I'm trying to like, it's not really what I mean. I'm just trying to like get at people when I do these things. But, you know, it's we live in a like a a a clickbait world. So it's like people are going to edit that shit anyway to Mm -hmm. to to get those clicks. So, you know, I think it's smarter just to not say that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I do recent um, some of it was fairly recent. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, I mean, things have changed over the last couple of years, and he could yes. have grown and evolved. And yes, things. there was, you know, he did like a um, a Heil Hitler salute or something at a show. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but you know, it's also out of context. So, right, you know, I'm I'm certainly not saying any of this stuff is fact, even if they're actually dating. I don't know that it's fact. It's all alleged anyway. So, but my point is, is you know, like sometimes you have to do the hard thing and call people out that you love so that they can grow, you know, like mm-hmm. so that they can change. And, you know, we do live in a, a cancel culture, which is really toxic because it doesn't allow for um, it doesn't allow for that cushion Space for people to, to, yeah, to grow and to make yeah. mistakes and learn from them. And, um, you know, well, I think, so- I think we all deserve a little bit of grace. Sure. And I mean, sort of to go back to like how we initially started this conversation and to tie all of that in is maybe this is just a thought. If he is, you know, a different kind of person and she has some very clear ground that she stands on around those topics, maybe it's a misalignment. But it seems like in romantic relationships, a lot of us struggle. I know I have struggled with this in the past to really accept people as they are, you know, like right. that, that Maya Angelou statement of people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. That has been one of the hardest concepts. Like in my thirties, oh my God, people were showing me over and over and over who they were. And I was like, no, but you know, there's like this other meme I see on Instagram. It's like, um, God sends you a sign and you're like, yeah, but could you send me a signier sign? <laughs> <laughs> And that was me very much. And I I mean, I'm hoping I've kind of evolved out of that, but I'm sure it'll creep back up. And maybe that's a situation for Taylor of like 
going through a hard breakup and feeling finding someone to kind of you know heal those wounds temporarily or whatever and not paying attention to reality of who that person is and it not lining up and so that was kind of what we were going to talk about today a little deeper is just finding ways to truly connect in your relationships and actually get to know people to figure out if you are compatible to figure out if you do stand on common ground and if you can go deeper into actual intimacy with each other and yeah and i think a lot of that is really important to do from the jump you know um Mm -hmm. because it is like i think you're right like our um the way that our brains work is we we want to feel comfort we want to feel safe and so you find those things that justify why you like somebody mm-hmm. and 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 you magnify those and it becomes really easy then when the problems start to arise for right. those the good things to outweigh the bad things and you not give them the weight that they deserve you're like oh he has really cute style oh i mean i uh, guess he did salute hitler but like what right. else <laughs> totally yeah he's a great singer yeah, he's fun on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Taylor, pay attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor, we'll listen up. to this, you know, and take some tips. We'll give yeah. you some questions to ask. Slide into my DMs. I'm at, at CHIP. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did want to give you guys a little bit of background of how we got to this, but there was an article that Chip found. And then I found this little blurb that I wanted to read about the importance of human connection. And it says, Social connection can lower anxiety and depression. It helps us to regulate our emotions. It leads to higher self-esteem and empathy and actually improves our immune systems. So by neglecting our need to connect, we actually put our health at risk. Wow. I know. Can you believe that? I wonder if there's like some science, like a scientific study that we could find about like people who are more reclusive, like if they live shorter lives mm-hmm. or sick more often. I mean, I guess it's harder to get sick if you're locked up in your house, but <laughs> mentally you know. and emotionally sick though, right? we don't yeah. really know. Yeah. I just think because of this month and the awareness that we're trying to provide attached to that theme of mental health awareness and just awareness in general, this is a great one to, to think about. Like even you and I were talking about it. And it's like, we're going to ask each other some of these questions and it's like a deeper way for us to grow in our relationship mm-hmm. as yeah. friends, you know, um, and colleagues and all of those things. And so I think it can be used in any situation in a work environment, whatever it is. This is why I love like personality tests and all of these things. Cause you can get a deeper understanding of the people that you're spending time with, in relationship with, and hopefully connecting with. So did you want to talk a little bit about the article that you found on BuzzFeed? Yeah. So, I mean, I found this article on BuzzFeed that um, was is, is a, basically a list of questions that they sourced from the internet of things that people are asking someone before they really start dating them mm-hmm. to see if they leave. It's the, the title is, People Are Sharing Questions You Should Ask Before Dating Someone. And I can see some of these leading to some really great conversations. Um, and, you know, I've like... The older I've I got and and when I was dating, like I do think it's important, like out of the gate, to ask some of the things that actually might feel a little ridiculous. Because if you're 21 years old and you go into a first date and you're talking about kids and marriage, that feels a little ridiculous. Because but I don't think it. Yeah, you have time, but I don't think it is because if you meet someone at 21 and you fall madly in love with them. And then you're 27 years old and you find out that they never wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. You've wasted a lot of time if, you're, if your dream was to get married. So I don't think it's like 
I think these questions can be asked in a way that it's like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Or, or you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be like, do you want to marry me? It's like, sure. do you have dreams of being married? And I mean, that's something that like, I mean, Mark and I talk about that now. Like I, I was never the kid that was like sat and dreamt of my wedding day, me you know, either. like yeah. it was not important to me. It doesn't mean I'm anti-marriage. Sure. It's just not one of those things that I have to do, you know? So, yeah. um, and he wants to be married. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I said to him, I was like, that doesn't mean that like, it's a no from me. It's right. just like, when I feel like I'm with somebody that I want to be married to, I will marry them. You know, like yeah. that is totally fine, but I don't want to, I don't need to force it either. So I, I think it's important for people to have that sort of understanding of where people stand because it's like, who wants to find a deal breaker five years into a relationship? Oh, for sure. I also think an interesting thing that's coming up for me as you're talking about the age piece of that is like, even if these questions, you know, like maybe someone wouldn't know an answer or it wasn't exactly what you thought they would say, I think it gives you an answer about them in general in like the way they answer. Like, can they answer the question? Have they thought about the question? It might give you some clarity on how well they know themselves. Right. Like at 21, I would have told you a lot of different things about what I thought for my life and what my life would end up being or whatever than what I told you at 30. You know, right. like it just changes as you get older and actually get out into life and things like that. But I think it, like if someone asks you when you're really young, or if you're dating someone younger or anything like that, it might give you clarity of where they are in their life. Right, right. Yeah. Why are you smiling? I, well, because I was just like thinking, God, it would be really fun to get back and sit with a 21-year-old Kelly and like hear about, <laughs> hear about like what her life's goals are. What do you think my goals were? I mean, to party. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that far off. Like, all I can hear is Scarlett in the background being like, Kelly loves to party. You know, uh, Kelly loves, Kelly to, loves party. to party. That was, yeah, that was a while ago. Video but... vixen. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think my only goal when I was 20, well, 21, I was still in college, but right after college, my only goal was like, how am I going to pay my bills this month? You know, like right. I didn't, when people, I've never been that person that's like, what's your five year plan? I'm like, oh, five years? What's, what am I doing tomorrow? Right. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I think it's gotten, as I've gotten older, you have to plan a little bit more. And I think like, especially because my job it makes sense though that my job is one that's like so unpredictable and right. all over the place like that's just the way that i operate so yeah enough, i don't know yeah. and i and that's probably why like when i was turning 36 and 37 i'm like well shit i guess i should think about if i want kids or not right yeah <laughs> i'm just I on mean, a different time schedule you know well and those things creep up on us it's like mm -hmm. you know i don't feel my age so i don't necessarily think about the things that I need to be thinking about as a 47 year old person, you know, like, because in my mind, I'm like mean? in my thirties. Yeah. But what know, does like, that mean? Like that a person stuff. should be, well, like, I can see health, health and finances. Like right. that is one thing I've learned at the end of my thirties. I really started to get really disciplined about, okay, I got to think about retirement and whatever. And that was late, like quote unquote mm. late, but I mean, better late than never. But just to really get serious about it, because as an independent person, you know, like I don't have people paying into a 401k for me or anything like that. But it's that thing that you can kind of put off if you're trying to build a business is you're just like, yeah. oh, I'll think about that when or whatever. Or that's the same for some other topics. And I think 
um, as we mature is what I would say for me as I've matured, I have started to be like, okay, this isn't a fun topic for me to have to dive into and be responsible about, but I do see the necessity at this point and I want to set myself up to win, you know? So, um, things shift a little bit there, but we're all on our own schedule really. Like, and I don't like, I think one of the ideas I'm trying to let go of is like that life has to be put into this box. And so like when you said 147, I should be thinking, I'm like, but what does that mean? You're a different right. depiction of a 47 year old than right. like right. maybe someone but else we've seen. That doesn't mean you're wrong. Anything. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like health and finances, I can get on board. Right. With. Those those sorts of things. Yeah. Like yeah. whether or not you want children. Like right. I ha- witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I had a, I might be adopting a child moment this year, and it was like... Do I do this? Do I not do it? I'm 47. Like, do I want to be an old dad? But like, here's this child that might need a home. Like, and and and, like, I do think I would make a great dad. But I also don't have that thing where I'm like, I have to have a child. Right. Like, Um, if it happens, it happens. It you're correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Well, do you well, want to go through this list a little bit and pick? Yeah. Do you want to maybe just do like some of our favorites? Sure. Yeah. You know, whatevs. Um, why don't you start with one of your favorites and let's both answer it and let ourselves and the listeners get to know us a little better. All right. <laughs> um, well, I think this one's actually really interesting. And I also think there's a little bit of a hot button because it it like dives into baggage a little bit, Ooh, okay. which we all have. So why if I can act like we don't? But um, it says, ask them about their exes. If they think every single one of them is an asshole, Mm -hmm. they're likely the real asshole. I think that's a true statement. I think it's a really true statement. Um, 
but I, and I also think it's important to be able to talk about like, cause I know a lot of people that are like, don't want to go there because mm-hmm. it brings up jealousy within themselves mm-hmm. to even hear about their partner's ex. And it's like, no, this is a part of their, their journey that has gotten them to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to understand what happened in past relationships and who this person is and how they react to them, especially if there's still interaction, you know? Sure. Oh, this, yeah. yeah. If they're still, if they still have a relationship, a big thing for me is like, I need to understand what that relationship is. Right. And like, if it's, there's closure and it's like maybe shifted genuinely into a friendship, that's one thing. Like, I know you have that with some of your exes and I see that it definitely is just a friendship, like truly. Um, But if it's like they're getting certain needs met or it's like an emotional support, I think that's a weird it can be like a slippery slope, you know? And so I think it's really important that there is understanding within your new relation or your current relationship. And maybe even like a relationship between like, I've always said it's, I'm okay. If my partner is like friends with his exes, but I want to know them too, then, you know, like I don't feel like there should be be any secrets. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to talk about them because Mm -hmm. especially like, yeah, I mean, I do think it's important if, a relationship doesn't end in a really shitty way. The like, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of what a relationship is, even when it's romantic, is friendship. And if like you can hold on to a little part of that and it not, you know, encroach on your, you know, your future re- romantic relationships, then that's important to me. I mean, I certainly don't need as much of them in my life. Sure. Like we can share a joke or a memory or, or like if something, if I see something that I'm like, oh, I think you would like this. Like mm-hmm. it's what I would do to any, for any friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't see how like my friendship with you is going to affect my romantic relationship. So it's sure. like, I can sort of compartmentalize it that way. But you know, if, you're not willing to share that you're still friends with your partner, then you're hiding something. Something's weird. Yeah. 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 I also think I've been having a lot of thoughts about this, like talking about exes situation. Cause I agree with you. Like, I think it should be discussed. And I think that it's kind of important to understand where your partner came from. And cause Mm -hmm. a lot of, you get a lot of like, information about maybe some of their wounding or just why they've developed certain mentalities or things like that. I have been in both situations where we told each other like every single detail and that does end up like kind of messing with your head eventually because I don't know for me it was like it was too much. I don't want every single detail. I do want broad strokes and I think the thing that I'm learning that I really want to know is what did you learn in that relationship? Like, right. because for me, like, you know, my thirties was spent just kind of like navigating how to have a healthy relationship. And I did not, <laughs> it did not look very pretty. Like it was, <laughs> you know, it's a very rough road when you're trying to figure out how to let go of some old patterns and like coping skills that we've just learned throughout our whole entire lives. When you decide, okay, I'm going to look at this it doesn't just like happen overnight. It's this process. And for me, it was a lot of like lived experience where I had to learn about how to be in a romantic relationship in a way that served me and that was healthy for me and things like that. And my partners that I was choosing were not necessarily the right, you know, they weren't the right ones, obviously together. They were the right ones for my journey and to get me to where I needed to be for me. But, um, 
but yeah, but I, I wouldn't necessarily look back and be like, oh, they were all assholes. It wasn't, they were not healthy relationships though. I can say that very freely. And I was a part of that. Like that's, you know, I have to learn, I have to own that. So anyway, with all that said though, there's so much that I learned and that's the important part about what I right. think my new person would need to know about me is like, yes, this relationship looked this way. I did not like how he treated me in this situation. I didn't like how I acted in this situation. And so like, here's what I've learned and like how I've grown and why I'm not that same person that I was in that relationship or things like that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I like... Every experience is a learning experience. And I think, you know, relationships are long drawn out learning experiences and you learn what you like about yourself. You learn what you like about other people. And it's important to note the things that you don't like about yourself within a relationship and what you don't like about people. Um, Especially if the hope is to grow and find a worthwhile relationship down the line. Because if you, if you repeat those things, then what's the fucking point, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm Mm-hmm. You're just going to end up in bad relationship after bad relationship. So, yeah. Um, all right. I have one. You liked this one. What temperature do you set the thermostat on to throughout the year? <laughs> yeah. Why I, do you like that one so much? Well, it's funny. So, um, I am, I like, I'm an oven when I sleep. I'm like, it's so That's why you got that chili pad thing. I got the chili pad and it's changed my life. In fact, Mm -hmm. it's like fucking with my life because now I like sleep really late (laughs) and I need to not do that anymore. So I think I need to start going to bed earlier, but um, Mm -hmm. it's a life changer. Anyone who sleeps hot, it's called the Uller and you got to get it. The what Um, you cut out. It's called called the Uller. Like it's like cooler with uh, the C cut off. Okay. Uller Um, chili pad, y'all. Yeah. And you can, um, it's the, this is not a sponsored post, but um, it's, I think the website (laughs) sleep.me, but you can get one that does your whole bed or you can get the Mm -hmm. one that does your half bed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got the half because Mark is a cold, he gets really cold when he sleeps. Me too. So, yeah. So, um, I... Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. My coworker, one of my best friends at work, Allison, is always fucking cold. And it's 100 degrees in Nashville this week. And I walk into her office and the heat is on. Like, she's got a <laughs> space heater on her, on her feet. And I'm like, I can't breathe in here. It's so hot. And she's like, mm-hmm. what? It's cold. So she Allison and I could ne- never... Anemia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She and I could never be married, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Right. But... <laughs> You know, if there were something romantic between the two of us, like that would never work. I would die in her house. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm also very cold natured. And obviously, like most, I think most men, well, you just said Mark's not, but a lot of men kind of run hot, especially Mm -hmm. at night. And so I always end up having like 800 blankets on top of me. Like now it's gotten to the point where I can't sleep without that weight on top of me. Right, right. Like I need it. But yeah, I... What temperature do you like right now? Last night, what temperature was your thermostat at? Well, my thermostat for the house is at 70, but my chili pad was at 62. Okay. All that is, right. First of all, that's freezing. I know. It's so good. Mine was at 69 naturally. Uh, yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no, <laughs> it's just me and my house, guys. <laughs> but um no I like 69 during the the hot months. It's like yeah. a good, also I have I still have 800 blankets on me so you know it works. 
Yeah. Well, it I counteracts. Mean, like I like it to be cold so that I can like nuzzle in. Well, I think you actually sleep better when you're cold. Like scientifically, oh, I definitely like do. unless you're uh, too cold. Yeah. Yeah. My mother was what? um like it's just your your body does better. Like it goes into oh. like, like a sort of hibernation type thing. Um my mother um growing up, I didn't have air conditioning in my room in the summer. What? And yeah, it was crazy. Virginia we had, Beach is hot it, too. It was hot and sticky and humid. So humid. I would have like seven fans blowing on me. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, this has got to be more expensive than just putting an AC in my window. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. And But no. And then in the winter, um, she wouldn't let me put my thermostat over 65. So she was like, you don't need to, you don't need to cook up there. And, um, so I learned to like, I learned to like to sleep with it being cold, but like then in the summer I had to, you know, suffer, suffer, not yeah. in silence. Yeah. yeah. Suffer, Damn. not definitely not in silence. I complained a lot. <laughs> Sometimes okay. I would go downstairs and sleep on the floor just to make a point. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was you showed them. Yeah, I showed them. <laughs> They're like, well, he's just getting bad sleep. It like, <laughs> doesn't even idiot. make a point at all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you see on the list that it says, are you married as one of the questions? Like, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good one to ask <laughs> when you're on a date with. Well, I mean, I feel like with in in the world of online dating, like there's a lot of fucking people just out that there creeping. Is, that sucks. Yes. But then someone added to that. It was like, if, if someone tells ever tells you that it's okay to date because they're in an open relationship, check with their spouse because I it think may that's be news true. to them. Yeah. Well, also, you have to decide if you're willing to date someone who's in a relationship. So it's a couple right, right. different points. The one right above that says, ask what their definition of cheating is. And I think that is so interesting because I think you could be having a conversation with someone, or I know this has happened to me before, and they're, and you're both like, yeah, total, like cheating is a deal breaker. But then you find out later they're doing certain things that you associate to, as like, a betrayal or not being honest or shady or whatever you want to say. And they're like, I didn't actually have sex with them though or something. And so it's that they justified it in their head because that wasn't their definition of cheating. So I think that's an actually a really interesting conversation to have. Like, what would you say your definition of cheating is? Um, I think, I mean, the physical cheating, I think, is mm. really what I would have the most problem with. That grammatically sounded really weird, but it would be most problematic for me is like actually hooking up with somebody. Okay. Um, I I don't know that I've ever experienced like someone being in an emotional relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that feels like to be on the receiving end. Um, but. I think I would have a problem with that. You know, like it's hard for me to say. Um, I think my problem with that would come from um, me feeling like I was being cheated out of um, knowledge and um, a deeper understanding of the person that I'm with because they're giving that to somebody else. Yes. You know, and... um, so I can only really imagine what that would feel like. Um, so, but I don't, I'm not the type of person that's like, doesn't want them to have, like, here's an example. I think that in a relationship, you should be able to look at somebody and be like, damn, they're hot. And like, be able to say that in front of your partner 
because all it means is that you are recognizing that someone is good looking and that's it. But I know that there are people that cannot stomach their partner even saying that. Well, I don't like it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, get I mean, it. but I've had different experiences than you. Right. And so right. it goes back into like kind of understanding your person's past. Right. I, it's interesting. I've been talking to someone and like he comments on people's looks. He's in a visual job though. Mm-hmm. And he also does it about men. And so it doesn't bother me. It's so interesting. interesting. Yeah. But in my past relationship, I really struggled with it. Right. Um, but I think there's a lot of layers to that topic. It's like, do you feel safe in the relationship? Do you feel like you're truly connected to your partner? Do you trust them? And the answer for me in the past has been no. Whereas like, as of right now, I'm fine. And so like, it doesn't even, we'll have full discussions. I worked with Diplo last week. We had a full fucking discussion about how good looking he is. Yeah. The guy was, <laughs> the guy was like, he's stunning. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I mean, and I, I like, honestly, like, that example, too, it's like... It makes the person that you're talking to probably sexier to you because it's like 
he's so comfortable in his masculinity mm. that he can he can oh, recognize totally. that a man is fucking yes. stunning. You but know? if he was just specifically talking about like so like in the past, I've had situations where it's like the comments are solely based on like super hot girls. And it's like, it's felt very um, diminishing to me. It didn't make me feel good at all. It was like very, it felt very objectifying of them. And like, this hasn't felt like that. Like, so I think there's a lot of layers to that specific topic. I also think though, like when it comes to cheating, because I have said this a million times on this podcast before, like I went through a really hard situation where um i was engaged to be married found out there was cheating the whole entire relationship with multiple people and so it like really rocked me and you know like canceling a wedding and all that stuff was very 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 traumatic and um i think my senses around cheating and other people are probably heightened (laughs) because of that experience right done a lot of work around it and i'm really still working on it and it doesn't like it's interesting because that's like, it's like I said before, when I feel secure, never even phases me. And I've never in the past been a jealous person. And so it's like that situation kind of just changed my experience with involving other people. And so for me, the answer with cheating is like, it's giving energy in this way. That's like something that I feel should be sacred to a relationship. So like if you're leaking sexual energy out and flirting all the time and doing all of these things, like that would bother me, especially if you're not giving it in the relationship. And I know a lot of people are fine with flirting and all that stuff. And I don't really know what the right answer is. I think this is just where it's like one of those really good things to communicate about and just say like, you know, can we be, I don't know how you say it, but just like this, this is how I feel about that. Like, how do we work together to find a common ground that works for both of us or whatever? Yeah. I think it's really important to, to approach it with um, the goal of understanding, because if it's always just a reaction, that's not going to end well. Totally. That's why asking these questions at the beginning of a relationship seems really important. Obviously you're not asking these kind of questions in a friendship. Like, Cause you and I can have differing opinions and like, I also think the gay world is a lot more loose with that yeah. kind of stuff. Like we have some friends who are just totally loose with it. They don't care at all. They never even consider this topic. So, yeah. you know, it's just different, but um, I just think that these are really interesting to ask at the beginning of a dating relationship. Yes. That one's like, and there's just so many layers to that uh-huh. question. So it's a really good conversation to have. Did you have one more you wanted to ask? Yeah, well, I thought this one was interesting. Um, It says, aside from major differences about finances, kids, politics, religion, this is a big one. What are your hobbies? Oh, hobbies. Yeah, and because they went on to say, like, you don't want to become that. If that person doesn't have any hobbies, you could very well become their hobby. And you don't want that. That's fair. That's a fair statement. It's tough because a couple weeks ago, I had um, a trauma specialist on the podcast. This was on a velvet side of things. And we were talking about the struggle for most women to find hobbies. Like, my struggle is I make all my hobbies into jobs. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, that's kind of, it is funny because one of my hobbies is live music. You know, I love going to see sure, live music. But that's part of your job. But it's too. now part of my job too. So it, it does, when you make that mistake, it does rob you of joy mm -hmm. sometimes because I don't go to shows in the same way that I used to. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, oh, the lighting, like, well, I would have done this differently. Or like, can you believe those transitions? And, you know, it's, I look at things differently. Um, so, um, but then also too, sometimes I feel like my hobbies are lame. Like I love to walk with my dog, you know, like I said walking as a hobby and she was like, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but it's like, I love I'm not going to, I'm like, like, I'm not like, I'm not a potter. I don't like, I'm not a gardener. I thought about cutting grass for you, but that's a chore. It's not a yeah. hobby. It's yeah. just that you enjoy that chore. I do enjoy that chore. Yeah, like jet I mean, skiing would be a hobby if yes. you did it regularly and you're trying like I think that the trick with hobbies that I've picked up from this podcast was like something that you can learn like an experience that you're learning and kind of like growing in that you completely shut off your phone you're in the moment you're creating even whatever you're doing it's like really putting you in that moment in a fulfilling space to just reset your nervous system. Right. I mean, I do think that like exercise is a, can be a, it's a seen as a hobby. One, yeah. Well, like when you were running the marathon. Right. Because you had a goal. It was like, a there's like a community. We talked specifically about running in that capacity. If you're working out to like lose weight or for your health, it's not necessarily a it's hobby. It's more of a chore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have like I my friend out. John just loves to run. It's like, it, it is his release. So I think of his, the way he approaches running is a hobby. Like, because yeah. he, he always runs with a friend. So it's like a way to like chat and catch up. And mm -hmm. um, and so that is, when I say exercise is a hobby, um, I mean, there are people that like, that's just the lifestyle that they live. They're like, you know, they're always doing something at some sort of workout gym or sure. whatever. And that to me feels like a hobby. But um yeah, I mean, I I struggle with this one a little bit because I'm like, what are my hobbies? Like, is mm -hmm. my hobby like going out to drink beer with friends? Mm -hmm. But see, that's like, right. I is that used a hobby? To, <laughs> I used to say that and I'm like, drinking isn't a hobby and like hanging out with friends isn't a hobby really either. But if you're doing an activity with them, and I mean, I guess you could go drinking as an activity, but I don't really think so. <laughs> there has to be more, you know? Right. There was an another activity. part of that question or that, paragraph that talked about because the other piece of that is like if your partner is like oh i do this 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 and this and like i've been in that situation where there's like oh i golf i hunt i, I play this i do this and it's like well you're never fucking home then and like right. i'm a homebody in a lot of capacities and so that's not a um good compatibility sustainable yeah yeah it's not sustainable so i think those are great questions to ask as far as like what are you going to invest in the relationship and um, how do you take care of yourself? And like, are you in alignment with each other on that? Right. And you, it's like you codependency is a really um, slippery slope. Mm -hmm. And if neither of you have hobbies, you're going to, it's very likely it's going to sure. end up a codependent relationship where it's like, you can't do anything without each other. And Enmeshment. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to put the link to this article in the description of this podcast. I wanted to mention there's another. I got this box from Esther Perel. Do you know who she is? She's like a sex therapist. And I've just heard you mention her. Yeah. She has a podcast called Where Should We Begin? 
And it's great for relationships. I really love her work, but she also has a game of cards. And like, I'm just looking at these. I do think you could use some of them with your friends. Like I'm particularly stubborn about, and then you each answer the question or I'm surprised I'm still alive after dot, 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 dot. So it's just a way to get to know people on a deeper level. I'll put the link to this also in the podcast. There's also an Instagram account I was telling you about. I think that she's an influencer. I cannot remember her name right now, but a lot of people started following her during COVID. She created this game called Let's Fucking Date. And it's a card game. And it's like, same thing. Questions you ask on a first date. So I'll put the link to that as well. None of these are sponsored. We just think that it's a great idea and a really cool way to get to know people. Also, I remember this let's fucking date thing happening. I just pulled Mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. I think it helps. Did she like do an online dating show or something something during on Instagram? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And I think like we have to feel like we have to go into our brains a lot of times and be like, oh, well, I have these X, Y, and Z questions that I ask on a first date. And so I can see, you know, where it could get a little monotonous. And so maybe some of these will spark some creativity for you guys there you go there you go all right chip well as you guys go into the weekend i said you guys to you as you and also you guys listening go into the weekend and you're living on the edge i hope you remember to connect and always remember to act casual all about your mental health guys yes Bye. bye hey hey it's malcolm gladwell host of revisionist history eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.